Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Right, hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. We've got Luke back at it again. He wanted to come back. He was begging to come back on the uh, show, weren't you? I can't help myself. <laughs> exactly. So we're doing personal development part two, um, which I'm really excited about because I've had lots of good feedback on the last one. So that's good. And I know that last time we spoke a lot about the different people or the different resources, I guess, we use to contribute to our personal development. But I thought maybe we could start off this episode with talking about like why you think that it's important to actively practice self-development in your own life. Oh, that is a tough one. That is very easy to answer. And that is what we are seeing right now. Like I think the timing of this podcast is so good. We, I mean, we couldn't have preempted what we were about to go through when we did the, the part one. Uh, realistically I just talked too long and you said we're gonna have to do a part two so we've gotten a little bit lucky (laughs) but we are now going through uh, a time where no one is an expert but there's experts commenting on commentating on things and we're looking to all these people for answers and they don't have them but no one does because they haven't been through this before so it's it's really interesting and I think this is where people that have put time into developing themselves, um, understanding leadership, understanding communication, understanding routine, understanding their own value, understanding their strengths, all those things become so clear of the people that are leading really well in a time like this. So it's been cool for me to be able to sit back and watch a couple of leaders step up and even just Jacinda and uh, different CEOs and see how they're trying to lead through this time. And then also look at people that i did look up to and go, where have they gone? Where are they? What's going on? Um, so, yeah, and that and that's where I would say that with the, the great people that have uh, developed themselves, they've almost gotten themselves ready for a situation like this, whereas other people are going to fold, and they have folded, and they've, they've hidden, and life's going to get harder for them. So, yeah, it's been a really interesting time, and I think that's exactly why personal development is important because we need to build ourselves up for the situations that a we know we're going to get into but also b we don't know we're going to get into but we're going to have a better chance of uh, operating accordingly if we are to get into unfamiliar situations Mm. yeah 100 percent. and like you say the working from home situation um specifically is something that probably you would be able to handle a lot better. A lot of people would be able to handle easier if they knew their strengths and knew different ways in which they worked through developing their own, I guess, sense of self and what they're good at and what they and how they work well. Yeah, I got asked if I'd contribute to a working from home tips and tricks. I said, look, I've got bigger things to be doing right now. I might tell people just to Google it. Like, seriously, I said to the people, mm. I said, if people suck at working from home, they probably sucked at working in their jobs as well. Like, let's be honest about it. It's not it's not this big complicated thing. It's sit down, shut up, and get your work done. It's like working in the library mm-hmm. or studying when you're at uni or whatever. You just it's exactly the same, but for some reason it's this yeah, it's this big interesting concept. But what has been cool is I think we've sped up the use of technology and the the empowerment for people to use that because I've always believed that 
employers are just a little bit too controlling. And the reason they don't want people to work from home and do those things is, oh, they might not be as efficient and how are we going to keep an eye on them? And we can't build a team culture and all the stuff that's just bullshit. It's just they haven't figured out how to do all of those things with technology that's available. And this has forced them to have to let people do it. And people are going, wow, like I don't need to commute two hours a day. Well, I feel like I'm getting all my work done before midday um, and all those sorts of mm. things. And, and we can still communicate via uh, video platforms and, and save all the hassle and all these amazing things that have actually been out there for a while, but we've never encouraged people to use them. So I think this will speed up uh, people getting a little bit of power back with their, their own choices. Yeah, I think technology especially is one of those things that before people thought that they could use but they didn't really realize how powerful it is and what a great tool it really is so then when you're at home it's your only tool that you have you know you don't have your work mates or whatever around you to help you out so yeah it's it's definitely been a cool process seeing how we can use technology um and it can just be the easiest thing to use while at home yeah and and that was what I was going to say like you you've got obviously a lot of younger listeners and when I first started my career I was coming fresh off the back of the global financial crisis and I I started writing I'll get get honest with you here I started writing an article right at the start of all this coronavirus about a call to action for younger chartered accountants and just younger people in, in general that this is a time where you need to step up but I recall when I started I was like, oh, I can't add any value here because I've never been through a recession. I don't really understand how this stuff works. And I just sort of sat and listened and, and tried not to contribute because I was like, oh, what, about, what do I know about anything? But looking back at it, it's just so wrong. It's just the wrong way to attack it because you look at like younger people, they understand technology better. And all of a sudden, every workforce was told you have to work from home. Well, half of them shat in the bed and had no idea how that would work. And a young person can go, oh, you need to log into your internet. This software is cloud-based. People, my mum asked me the other day, "What's all this cloud-based stuff?" You know, she was going to to back up her photos. She was going to buy a giant hard hard drive with a terabyte of storage to save some photos. I'm like, "Mum, just save them in the cloud." She's like, "I don't have the cloud. What's the cloud?" And just things like that, where we think they're so basic, and and that's that's how you can add value to a situation that you take for granted, and you can actually help mm. big organisations, leaders. Um, and so I would say to people that, that see things going on in their uh, places where they're working or just their gyms or wherever that they're going and they're seeing inefficiencies and thinking, why aren't we solving that? Like be brave, stand up and say, hey, did you guys know that this solution exists or you could potentially use this software or this is how this company tackled it and things like that rather than just sitting there going, oh, shit, well, it's not my job to figure this out or surely the guys that get paid all the big money, they'll figure it out because they might not. They might be waiting for you or someone to just say, hey, like, this is this is what we need to do. And that's where there's no discriminating against age anymore because young people have uh, adapted to technology better than older people that probably won't go down some older people. But I think it's just natural when you grow up with something like that. So you can add some value. And that's something I really struggled with. Well, I guess growing up or starting and jobs and stuff and even going through schools that you know there was that stigma around like young people don't can't contribute I guess as much value in the sense of knowledge because they haven't been around for that long and they don't have as much experience but like you say when we are pretty much raised purely on technology like it's been there since the day we were born pretty much and just like growing up with it you do have a different perspective on it because you use it for 
everything in your everyday life all the time and you know what's um, going to be the best way to do it. And I think it's a really good point to say to people that they should stand up and give solutions if they have them because, to be honest, it'll probably be appreciated more than you know. Big time, yeah, and you help yourself stand out and, you know, it might even be that there's just an area that you're passionate about. Let's take you, for example, say, you know, your work came to you or someone in your network and said, like, we need to start a podcast because we need a way to communicate to all of our customers during this time. You would be like, oh, well, I've actually developed myself because I like doing this and here's the exact steps you need to take. And you can help guide them on that path and solve a problem for them that they're just going like, oh, shit, I wish we had a podcast. I've got no idea how we'd do it. Let's just not do it. Um, and end up in that same position. So that's where I think personal development is about identifying the things that you like as well and then uh, going deeper into those to give you that fulfillment but then being able to take some of those lessons and apply them elsewhere and whether mm. that being your working life or whether different projects or community groups and things like that. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I've never really struggled with this um, specifically because I've got a really good – group of people around me in life but there will be people out there who are trying to go through with their personal development and and do all those sorts of things and they've got people around them just not being supportive and who aren't fans of personal development and self-development and what would you say to those people who want to try and improve themselves but everyone around them is just poo-pooing their idea oh yeah I would say fuck them that's what I'd probably say (laughs) um you know (laughs) to be honest like you have to be careful not to not to buy into their opinions because what what they're telling you when they don't like it is that they don't understand it. They're not sure how they'd go about it. You're triggering a response from them where they're they're scared of the fact that you might be growing faster than them or you might be into learning and they're going, whoa, 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 like I'm, I'm not into this, therefore you shouldn't be or you're making me feel bad about the fact that I don't want to develop myself or even get into that. So I think don't take it personally. Like you almost want to mm. try and have empathy for the way that they're thinking, but don't let it drag on for too long. You know, you shouldn't get a year down the track and have them still taking the piss out of the fact that you're developing yourself. And eventually, your success or your growth will actually probably weed them out of your circle because it'll be too confronting for them. So, you know, maybe don't just blast into the get approach. Um, but. <laughs> But, but also follow other people that are into self-development and, and developing themselves because it'll give you more encouragement to, to go further down that path. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time people who aren't open to a different way of thinking is simply because it's not something they're used to and it's not something that they've done before and they've experienced. So it comes from that fear of not knowing and pe- especially people who don't like to take risks in life hear someone else's opinion that's a lot different or someone else's side hustle that's like way out the gate and they just think oh the fuck do they think they're doing and that's so weird and then it comes from that sort of place where and then you'll take that on and think oh yeah maybe it is but it's just because they've never experienced before that they're pushing that onto you as well yeah and I'll ask you a hard question here Sarah oh god prepare yourself have you through this one-up project journey have you at any stage thought shit like who who am I to be creating a podcast and doing this have you had any of those thoughts creep in every single day Bang. um so it's completely like, normal yeah. right mm, 100% I think um yeah it's 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 funny because I feel like I'm not really someone who 
self-doubts a lot but through this it's like every single day without a doubt I'll have a thought that's like oh my god this is so stupid or like what are you doing or no no one cares like why do you think that you can do it and the way I get around that is first of all um now now I'm getting a lot more messages from people saying how it's helped them so that helps but in terms of just it coming from myself I just think well this is something I would really like to know about and it's helping me so at the end of the day if I'm the only person who gets any value out of it that's still someone getting value out of it and I know that my friends support me and I'm lucky enough to have a good support system around me as well that pushes me to do it but I do think that at the end of the day you have to be the one that fully has that belief and that needs to come from you even if you do have self-doubt you need to still have that belief like inside you somewhere that what you're doing is contributing good things to someone somewhere hell yeah that was awesome yeah exactly i think you know just wrote some some notes down as you were talking there because there's so much in there but yeah if i start from the bottom like you need to believe in yourself before other people are going to believe in you so you've got to give them a reason to believe in you um Mm. and if you can't find a way to believe in what you're doing then you're probably not going to inspire other people to to get in behind it and you know what you said before about you know that if it helps you then well, if, it, if it's going to help you, then you know that it's going to help like way more people than just you. It's just who's brave enough to, to put their hand up and say, hey, thanks. It was that was really helpful. So I think that we're all here to help people and serve people um, and make their lives better in some way. And if you're doing that, it's, it's always rewarding. But, um, you know, I think a question as well, when you start thinking about, OK, who who am I to do this or think that I can do this? The if you know that you can do it or if it's in you and you know you want to be doing it and it's fulfilling, then you ask yourself, like, who am I not to do this? Like, what mm. what grounds do I have to sit here and think, nah, I'm not going to do this? Because if you already know in some small way or big way that you're adding value to people's life, then and then you decide that you're not going to chase potential or chase help for people, then you're doing those people just a bigger disservice as you are by sitting there thinking about shit, you know, should I be doing this? One thing that I always struggled with growing up, even though I'm still growing up, but one thing during high school that I really struggled with was finding my air quote passion. And I felt like everyone had this like passion or this like why, and I just didn't have it. And that really, really got to me. And everyone would have this thing that they were doing. And it was like the one thing that they were doing, whether it was sport or they were really good at, I don't know, some academic thing, whatever they're doing. I didn't have that. I was just average at everything. And I really struggled with that. And then when I started doing this, it's not that my passion is podcasting, but I think that I'm slowly developing this idea of what it is I care about. And what I care about is everyone feeling that like they have equal opportunity to go out and do anything they want, which starts with the very basics of life, like financial literacy. So I think it just comes from a a bigger place than what it actually looks like but that's the belief inside me that I have that pushes me to do the podcast which is like the external result of what I'm feeling and that's powerful I think you should probably go back and listen to this like every well especially if you start start getting like a bit over it or in six months time or whatever or when you when you start doing other projects down the Mm. um, down the track and you'll be like I wonder why I'm so into this you could probably come back and listen to that and pull out those same fundamentals but I think we think that other people find their passions and then we're like, shit, I just want to find something. But I'm 32 and I have so many people around me that they've got no idea what they like. And, and you, you, 
that's a great way to ask like you ask people well, what do you mm. like what do you what do you like doing and and it's hard for people to put a finger on um what what it is because most of us we're taught like, okay go to uni get a job and start getting paid and then and that that usually like will sort of dull maybe six years of even trying to think about well actually what do I want to be doing what do I want to be doing in my spare time to then even give you the opportunity to try and find out um, the things that you're passionate about and my simple advice is just like just try shit just try heaps of shit and see if you if you like it or if it sticks or if you think you could spend time doing it without necessarily getting paid or um, those sorts of things and that that's when you know you've got something that means a lot to you and it'll probably in turn mean a lot to other people if you get right into it yeah definitely I think that whole passion thing stuck with me for ages but now I'm realizing that one you don't just have to have one passion or one thing that you like it can be lots of different things and it your life doesn't necessarily have to revolve around that all the time but I think it's just about having those the things that you care about and your morals and your values like to a bit you have your morals and your values are strong and I think that yeah. comes through when you do things like personal development self-development development because you start to understand what those things are and why they're important to you and then how you can then push that out in the things you do every day and that will make you feel fulfilled yeah yeah and I think this is a great time for people to to try and figure out what those things might be like eventually you're going to get bored of watching the same Netflix shit and you're going to start searching for things on the internet that you're interested in and that can be like a trigger to to remind yourself okay why am I searching for this why am I so passionate about looking up NRL rugby staff or bloody ballet or whatever it is and that that could be something that you're really interested in and you know like this burning thing in the back of me all the time that I don't spend heaps of time with is just economics I just love I've always said like if I had to go back to uni was forced to go back to uni I'd do some study around economics and I for some reason I just feel this like this little burning passion around some of the economic stuff uh, and so I'm loving it at the moment because there's so much going on in the economy and worldwide and I'm chewing up all the information from America figuring out like how their economy is going and how that might affect us and what's mm. happening with interest rates and mortgages and stuff and usually I can take that information and then share it back with friends uh, or clients uh, or people that are interested in it as well and they, they are after my perspective on it so this is a great time to sort of dig deep into what is catching your attention uh, because we've got a little bit more time to do some of this stuff. So maybe the next time you do flick on a Netflix series or something where you're just mindlessly going to smash heaps of your time, use it as a bit of a reminder and go, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to only going to do half of this. And then the other half, I'm going to spend it searching for things that I do want to learn about or that are going to help me become a more valuable person uh, and those sorts of things. And if I just, segue into a massive rant here that is that there's going to be a lot of people in a time like this Sarah that get their ass absolutely kicked because we're going into a really tough economic time and this resets like all of the all of the upside and the good side so it's probably been quite easy out there um for for a lot of people and and I think this will reset a bit of entitlement and and things like that and it's, it's tough to talk about those things and it's not going to be popular but People are going to hunt out the best people because it's going to get real competitive out there and they're going to want hard workers. They're going to want people that, you know, will dig in, that aren't real entitled, um, that want to mm. add to the cause and want to go above and beyond. And that stuff's going to be needed more than ever. 
than than this last sort of five years and potentially longer than that. So if you've got that in you, you're at an instant competitive advantage over somebody that maybe you work with that doesn't have it or somebody in your circle. So just be very, very careful what like narrative you buy in with uh, with your friends and stuff complaining about, oh, you know, my work bloody are only paying me 80% or they want me to use my leave. They can't force me to use my leave. Like that shit, mm. you're going to get found out if that's your thinking. You have to be so careful. And yet we're all impl- entitled to our human rights and all that sort of stuff and employment rules. But we've thrown the rule book out because at the moment we're in desperation mode. We were like, shit, we just need to survive to get through this. Mm. So some of those pleasantries and usual things that people can expect they've been taken away so it's something that's not been spoken about massively out there through this whole process but you know that two minutes there can just prompt someone to think shit yeah i need to pull my head in about how i'm thinking about a couple of these things that could potentially save someone a job um or, or potentially a promotion further up the chain or whatever it is that they're striving for i heard a really cool exercise yesterday this is from um i can't remember i think the guy's name's like sad guru or something this indian bloke and he was talking about an exercise where you 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 write down on a bit of paper who you think like the ideal person is uh, and what attributes and characteristics make up the ideal person and then you Mm -hmm. should use this time to try and learn like 10 percent of each of those um key characteristics so instead of trying to romanticize over who the perfect person is or the perfect actor or whatever it is that you you sort of like idolize you try and use this time to become that person i thought it was such a different way to look at it Mm. um but there will be some people that invariably they don't want to do that they just want to cruise and they want to have a bit of time to relax and stuff And, and maybe some people need that and they need a bit more family time and use it to build time with family and that's that's perfectly okay as well Mm. I think that's a really cool way of, um, yeah, figuring out the person you even just want to be by doing that. That's such a good idea and a really good way to, like, it's not a lot of pressure on it to only try and reach for 10% of each thing. And, you know, that's like a good way of understanding what the what are the values that maybe you would want to see in yourself because I feel like if you're writing a definition of the perfect person, it's most likely the kind of person that you would hope you could be. Yeah, there's a great saying where we often see the attributes that um, we desire in, in other people. Um, and so we, we pull out, mm. we end up following people that we, we know we've got a bit of that in ourselves already. And we sort of think, oh, that's that's why I really like The Rock because he's a really hard worker. And, and, uh, and, you know, that's for me, that's I've always looked up to The Rock and looked at The Rock and, and followed how he's gone about things. And I've my overarching um pillar is always like hard work whether that be trying to stay fit um grow next advisory grow boys get paid get ahead like whatever it is it's like okay the the one thing that i know that always that never lets me down is is hard work and sometimes i get into really tough situations and i default back to i've got to sit down and grind this out and 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 it can be hard to explain that to people they're like oh you're you're working so long and i'm like yeah because unfortunately this is one of the only ways I know that won't fail me by putting in the work. And I also think um, what you were saying before about how when you're working on yourself, you know, I think spending half a day doing one thing, half a day doing another is a good way to look at it. Or if you are someone who's already spending 90% of your day 
sitting down doing nothing, feeling guilty that you're doing nothing but don't know what to do, even just making a small change each day is something that will help you towards feeling better and like you're making those self-development moves, I guess. And at the moment, there's so many things going on, different courses or whatever that are so cheap. Last night, I was telling Luke that I did the, I paid for this $20 workshop about women's hormones that was run by this chick on Instagram who I really like. And I would not have done that if I hadn't have been following her content so closely for the last two weeks. But it was so good because I learned about something completely new that was relevant to me. And it only cost me like $20 plus most of the time they're free of these things online anyway. And at the moment, people are putting out that much content that you really can just get into the things you want to do. And it doesn't have to be pressure on you to do everything you possibly can, because I think the pressure that you put on is put on by yourself. Yeah. Wicked. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. It's cool to see what content's accessible out there. eh? Hmm. Two, mm, yeah. two things, two interesting stories for you that you might like that I've noticed in myself through this time. Um, mm. One was that when all this started, I'll tell a story from yesterday, going back to like what you should and shouldn't be doing with your time. Like I know I've been working really hard, but I've been trying to um, just watch the cues where I'm like, shit, maybe I've sat at the computer too long or, or all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I didn't even go outside for like 24 hours or get out of my apartment or, or anything. And, mm. and you can kind of just, you can miss it. But yesterday, all of a sudden, I just kept bumping into shit in my apartment, like kicked my foot against this chair, um, smashed mm. my hand when I went to sit down. And he did something else within like five minutes, these three things. And I stopped and I was like, wow, what what's going on here? And I was like, right, I'm going to get out of sitting down, looking at my computer, working, and I'm just going to have some time laying on the old shafty mat that mum brought me. Thanks, mum. Um <laughs> And Shout just, out. Yeah, just had a bit of loop time and, and sort of reset for, for 40 minutes and admittedly still did a bit of learning whilst uh, whilst lying on it. But yeah, I think it's important to sort of realize how quickly we, we default back to habits and, and comfort and try and try and break that if, if you potentially may need to. And then right at the mm. start of all this, I I could sort of see I was – because I was in Melbourne when this shit started to hit the fan and I was supposed to be doing, it was our first time we'd had uh, media passes for this race day. So we've been planning this for ages and we're going to be making all this content. And then all of a sudden they were like, right, no one can come to the races, but um, we're going to throw a big function. And I was like, I went into panic mode a little bit. I was like, nah, like I'm getting back to New Zealand. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be bad. I need to start figuring out what we need to do for clients what I need to do, um, what's going to happen, how this is going to play out. And I had all these things going through my head. So I'm on the phone saying, look, are we are we going to be able to come to this race meet or not? Because if not, I want to get on the next flight out of Melbourne before the shit hits the fan in New Zealand because it's only going to be a matter of time. And we missed the flight out um, because they didn't come back to us fast enough. And so they said, look, we're going to have this function and come to that. And so we then we couldn't get flights and all this. And we're like, all right, let's just, let's just stay. And I was worried that we weren't going to get in before like the, they shut the borders and they hadn't even shut the borders, but I was already predicting like what was going to happen. Cause I could just tell yeah. that this was going to be a biggie. And we're sitting there at this racing function. And then one of the guys got a call from uh, one of the black caps actually. And he called him and said, mate, if you're, if you need to get home, you should grab a flight now because the, the government's about to close the borders. And so we're all into double panic mode. And I paid 800 bucks for the next flight, basically the next morning and wasn't going to risk 
yeah, I wasn't going to risk it. So I grabbed this flight and then um, and then they came out an hour later and said, yep, that anyone that comes in after midnight is going to have to self-isolate and all this sort of stuff. And so then they pushed that back to 1 a.m. So I basically had this, and I was getting in at 12.30, so 30 minutes past midnight. So I had this $800 flight for nothing, but I ended up taking it, come home. Um, and yeah, I sort of, I kind of self-isolated straight away anyway. So I've been sort of just milling around my apartment for two weeks or a week and a half before everybody was forced to. But what I did is is I knew that all this was going on and everybody was going to go into panic mode, but I felt like I kind of, went into it a bit sooner than everybody else because I could just see how big this was going to get so I spent mm. a lot of time just actually like laying around um just thinking and then mm. I would just sit there and write down I wrote like okay how, how am I going to be like a good leader in a time like this what what does a good leader do um there's so much uncertainty okay how can I bring some certainty back to the events that I was trying to run uh, the things that I was doing in my communication how can I stand up and be there for people how can I be visible how can I be aware um, what do leaders do shit in a time like this? How can I avoid that? All of these sorts of things and started basically planning how I was going to get through this period as a person. And mm. that has paid off massively already with just some of the projects that were, that have that come to me in that time of trying to get creative and get thoughtful that we've then gone and kicked off. And I'm now getting messages like this morning saying, shit, and we interviewed uh, for our racing stuff, Brenda McCullum, the ex uh, black cap captain, and people like that was one of the best interviews I've ever seen uh, to have someone so open and honest. And so those things wouldn't have probably happened if I didn't give myself that time to get creative and start thinking and get really thoughtful. Mm -hmm. So that's been really, really fun to actually try and tackle this as an opportunity rather than, oh, shit. But if I didn't have the self-development and awareness that I needed that time to do that, I would never have laid down and given myself that time to think. I have also noticed that, like, heaps of um content has been coming out on boys get paid and stuff too so yeah it's definitely obvious um what's been going on and that's really really cool and I think I'm trying to navigate it as well in the sense that with the one up project I'm thinking okay what can I do to actually add value because I probably learned from you guys at next advisory that's your sort of main thing is you know, you will always try and add value where you can. And so I was thinking, how can I do that? How can I sort of follow that same model? And especially having this been like the first, um, I guess, a huge global pandemic thing or whatever I've ever sort of been through and been aware of the economic Im impact and all the changes. It is really interesting navigating through it all. And as someone who doesn't have too much tied to debt, like a mortgage or anything, um it's has been really um like it's been a good challenge for me and a very interesting process to watch it all unfold um without obviously having too much stress on me like losing my job or whatever as I know that some people will be going through it right now so yeah it has been has been interesting yeah and that's where we probably need to be a little bit grateful that we aren't in the position that some people and I just got off a call with some people that well no a guy telling me about some people that were buying their, their their home and they put 150 grand deposit in and now the bank want to pull their approval because they've both lost their jobs and they were not going to be able to service mm -hmm. that debt. And the people that they were buying the home from, they've probably used that 150 grand to then finance their next venture. So they're sitting there looking at no jobs, potentially that 150 grand may be gone and they're not going to get into the home that they wanted to buy. And that, you know, that's a, that's a tough, you know, that's, they feel like rock bottom for a lot of people. So, yeah. 
you know, for people that are listening that life hasn't impacted you too much, like be very, very grateful for that because there's a lot of people that are going to get, um, you know, into some pretty tough situations to work through and have some empathy around trying to support some of those people in your network and, and help them. And that's exactly what you're talking about before you're trying to add value and help people navigate some of these situations because we don't, we're not resilient to this stuff because we haven't had to. That's something I didn't touch on, but you know, n- none of our mates have worked through like mass job losses and stuff. And that's going to be hard to have conversations with our mates that all of a sudden like, should I got made redundant? And the key piece of advice I've been giving people in a time like this is you cannot take things personally because the market decides things yeah. so much faster, but we, ha- we haven't been taught that. So we're all going to have friends that feel like, you know, they're not good enough that they've got beat up by the fact that they lost their job, but someone else didn't. And all those things mm. are going to just breed doubt and uncertainty and anxiety and things like that. So, you know, whatever you can do to build up your friends around you and yourself to be prepared for some of that stuff, get, get it, get it um, in your armory because it's going to be so important over the next little while. Sad to watch a lot of the people and the things that they're going through. And I think that it's, it is something that I find relevant to what I'm doing in the sense that a lot of young people obviously haven't gone through something like this before, but if they were that little bit older and they were starting to get those sort of things going in their life, like mortgage or deposit on a house or whatever, and they haven't even been taught like the basics of how to handle the things around them or financial literacy or even just emotionally how to handle those things it makes it a thousand times harder and that's why everyone needs to be having those discussions and these sort of things need to be taught earlier on in life because it might not be a global pandemic every six years but it will be some other thing that's happening that's affecting you in your life yeah yeah and I mean even for me I'm sitting here in a $650 a week apartment and i was on the phone to the olds for my birthday and I was said to them, I was like, shit, if I had a bit more notice, I probably would have sacked this apartment and come live with you guys for the next eight weeks of what I anticipated the lockdown to be. Because I'm like, this 650, I could probably deploy into the market elsewhere, whether I buy 650 bucks worth of shares a week, whether I um, spend it on Facebook advertising, whether I spend it on self-development, whatever, I might, I could definitely be spending 650 bucks a week better in a time like this. So um, I nearly, I nearly went back to right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home. But not everybody's got that. But I think really challenge the situation you're in and think: Is there a way that I can do this a little bit differently? And and who cares what people think about it at the other end? Any uh, last words of advice for people who are wanting to get into personal development, have never done it before, and are unsure? Yeah, start with areas that really interest you, so that you can stay driven to it and build a way that you're going to consistently do it. You might hate researching economics or something, you know, or, or you might you might like a subject, but you might not like reading. So you've got to find ways that you're going to be able to stay consistent to help you carry on reading and things like that. But, you know, everybody's got to go on their own journey and those that do it will end up further along the path of life than those who don't. So it's your choice how far you want to go um, and, and you've only got yourself to blame. If you don't. Mm. Hard hitting stuff this year. Very hard hitting, but it's the truth. It's what we all need to hear. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project. And I'll catch you on the next one.